Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Still Tall Thompson. I, I really botched that right there, but hey, Chuck, how's it going? I, I thought that was fantastic, just like this whole episode is going to be. It, it's going to be so good. Because- you know what's hilarious? Is every time, so we do this, you know, we always have like a pre-show, really. It's just like a, a get-together with all the Patreon members that are that are in the, the live Discord right now. And we always say, I guess we'll do an episode. Yeah. But it'd be funny sometime if we just get on there. And don't and do just one. talk to them for an yeah. hour and just don't do an episode. <laughs> I feel like they'd be fine with that. Yeah. Overall. Just you and me on camera. Everybody else is just chatting. Yeah. And we're just talking to everybody, just hanging out, having a good time. I was going to say we could it, do a Q&A, but we don't need to do that because we only tell personal stories all the time. Right. There's yeah. really nothing else <laughs> to learn about us. We do technically do a Q&A almost every, every yeah. pre-show, pretty of, much. Of, a lot of questions that people didn't yeah. ask. Yeah. So if you guys want to get in on that, I, Clay's not here. So I'm going to tell you, patreon.com slash goodmorninglibrity. It's a fun place to be. I'm not just trying to sell you on it. I'm, you know, five bucks a month is only the cost of doing business here. Okay, folks? Um, it, it's, it is really fun. It's a great group of people. We hung out with a lot of them this last weekend, and it was an absolute blast. So I'm inviting everyone mm-hmm. to go to patreon.com slash goodmorninglibrity. As Nate said, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast, a place where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and whatever the f- we want every single day of the week when we want to. Yep, this this yep, show's yep. about what we want to do when we want to do it. And that's the greatest part about adulting. I can, everything else about adulting sucks. I, every once in a while, I feel good about adulting because I'll be like, hey, I'm an adult. I can do, I can do that. Like when I want to go to bed at 8 p.m. You know, yeah. my, my you wife is like, night? is it too early to go to bed? I'm like, no, we're adults. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we can go to bed at 8 p.m. if we want to. Mm. That's fine. That's probably not what people imagine when they think about, <laughs> yeah, when I'm old enough, I'll be able to do whatever I want. But right. when you get to our ripe old ages, it's going to bed at 8 p.m. Exactly. That's what it is. All right. A lot of kids grow up and they're like, oh, whenever I'm old enough, I'll just smoke weed whenever I want to. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. the federal government's like, nah, uh-uh. not so fast. Not, t- not in Tennessee. Not in Tennessee. You got to wait. <laughs> okay. So this Cuba thing happened yesterday and over the weekend. I think we it talked started a lot on about Sunday. Cuba. Yesterday. A lot. A lot about it yesterday. If you didn't catch that episode, then go back and listen to it. You got to take the 501 episode challenge. Although I will say we didn't put up episode 500 yet. Because I want all the Patreon members to hear that one and enjoy it. And everyone else is going to get that sometime this weekend, more than likely. But the Patreon members have had the access to their own episode since yesterday. But we talked about the thing going on in Cuba. And here's the deal. Politicians gonna, gonna politician things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's what they do. 
Their main thing that they do is manipulate and twist things into ways that they can win more power, that they can win more elections, and just stay there for 42 years if they want to, okay? So here's what Biden, the administration, the White House is saying. And recently they've gotten great at gaslighting. They're so good at gaslighting. Politicians and the media. Amazing. So this whole thing goes on in Cuba, right? They are protesting their tyrannical government and not because they don't have access to vaccines, by the way. They're they're protesting because of vaccines in the same way that Benghazi was because of a YouTube video. All right? It's essentially the same thing. So they're out there protesting. Hillary Clinton is what they're protesting. They're out there (laughs) wanting democracy. And by that, maybe they mean majority democracy, but what they really mean is that they all want to vote. They want to say in what goes on in their country. They want to say in what goes on in the rest of their lives. So what does the White House want to do with this? Well, Biden, they could use Cuba protest to boost GOP support for voting rights. So now they need to turn this into support for voting rights, because if you don't support the voting rights legislation, then you're basically just like Cuba. Yeah. This, you're as tyrannical as a communist dictatorship. It's so, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm actually impressed. I'm not even mad. I wrote it down in my diary this morning. I'm impressed with what the White House is doing today. They had a very conniving, amazing, manipulative idea today that they're going to turn Cuba into a fight for voting rights legislation in the U.S. Okay, so the mass pro. This is from Yahoo News. The mass protests in Cuba present a unique situation for the Biden administration, which has a chance to use calls for democracy on the island to bolster its voting rights push. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters during the White House press briefing that the president's Tuesday speech will lay out the moral case for why... That's important. Lay out the moral case. The moral case for why denying the right to vote is a form of suppression and a form of silencing. Biden would also frame recent election security laws passed by some Republican-controlled states as authoritarian and anti-American. And he'll probably say Cuban-like. Yes. They're going to tie these two things together, and it's quite amazing how they're going to do this. Now, let's not pay attention to the fact that most of the hoopla around the voting rights legislation is just hot air. There's not much really going on with it. I believe that I believe that people who are minorities can obtain an ID to vote. I believe in you. You can do it. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not possible to do because I believe that this is something that could be possible. All right, but they have to tie these two things together because they see that, well, Cuba, they don't have a democracy. They have a communist dictatorship. Castro seized power in 60 or something like that. And now they're wanting some control over things. What's also pretty amazing is what the U.S. media has done with this, where They've spent all this time since January, at least since January, talking about how democracy is the most important thing in the entire world. They want to destroy our democracy. Democracy dies in darkness. We have to do all these things to protect it. We're losing it. They're destroying the democracy. And then Cuba goes out and they protest. We don't have democracy. We have a dictatorship. And then the U.S. media says, Cubans want vaccines. (laughs) 
It's so you can see what they actually care about. And it's a rare protest and very rare protest. So I think the live group that. is onto something, though. Nate, tell me out here: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is it possible that Cuba has to be a communist dictatorship? Because if the Cubans have freedom and they just start moving all around the island, it could tip over and capsize. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, we yeah, need comments right. from Hank Johnson on that. I think mm-hmm. the live the live group. Yeah. Is a man I know Amanda and Sam. Everybody's worried about this. Well, I wouldn't want. I mean, I wouldn't want the island to tip over. No, I don't know the dimensions, but I, uh, if I can think, it is about uh, ten miles from the longest part to from three miles to shore at the at the smallest to seven miles at its widest. It, do you know the what the square foot of Cuba is, Charlie? <laughs> I, I don't have okay. those figures in front of me. My concern is that Cuba may tip over and if we have too many protests on one side of the <laughs> islands. All right, and that's why the protests are rare because the people yeah. are fearful. Mm-hmm. They know of they, that happening. They live on an island. They know this. You don't have to tell them that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And if you guys don't get the joke, well, shame on you. Okay. Go leave us a bad review for not understanding our jokes. <laughs> that's, that's what you should do. Yeah. But the whole thing's, I, I, this is, I will, I have said this so many times that I'm going to say it again. That's how many times I've said it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it not again. Not enough. The left is so good. They are. They're so good at this. At seizing opportunities, at seizing opportunities mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the COVID shutdowns and that, that now they're out there just saying it, never let a good, never let a good crisis, a go good to crisis waste. go to waste. They're, mm-hmm. they're literally out there saying it now. They said it last year and they will use everything at, at their feet to spin it in their favor. And boy, it works. They have some good spin teams. They do. All right. Next up here is from uh, one of our favorite senators of all time. He's from a really tiny town, a lovely town of Vermont. <laughs> it's a neat town. It's a neat town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bernie Sanders. All right, everyone. I want to tell you guys about our sponsor, BetterHelp. On this show, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And it's really hard to pursue that meaning if there's something getting in the way. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. This is an app. It's a site. You can download it. You can go to the website and they will connect you with the therapist after they ask you a few questions. That way they compare you with the person that works best for you. And if you don't want that person, you can get another one. Okay. Connect in their safe and private online environment. Super convenient, way more convenient than actually going to an office somewhere, sitting in the waiting area and talking to someone in person, you can do it. This is great for people that are really busy. This is not just a self-help thing. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You get a timely, thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than the traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Service is available, by the way, for clients that are worldwide. So all you guys listening all the way around the world, They are there for you. If you are dealing with depression, stress, anxiety, something in your relationship, trouble sleeping, some trauma, are you mad about something, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, anything like that, BetterHelp has got someone for you. Remember, it is confidential. 
Super convenient, professional, affordable. If you don't believe me, you can go and check out the testimonials posted daily on their website. And remember, please remember this is not a crisis line. All right, I want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener of this show, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash GML. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health again. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. And now back to the show. From Yahoo, from Yahoo News, Bernie Sanders says he wants over $3.5 trillion for a Democrat-only infrastructure package. Does that mean only Democrats have to pay for it? So finally, finally, we have a nonpartisan or a non-bipartisan <laughs> <Yeah>. bill. <laughs> Not even trying anymore. No, the completely partisan bill. Bernie Sanders on Monday said he's pushing Democrat-only infrastructure package larger than $3.5 trillion because we have all this money saved up Mm -hmm. and nowhere to spend it. Yeah. So Sanders also said the legislation was a way to show average Americans that the government was capable of improving their lives. (laughs) They just needed enough money. They just, yeah. Yeah. Now the average American will know that old daddy government's there to improve their lives. That if they can take enough money from you, then they can improve your lives. Exactly. Pretty sure that's what that's what uh, slave masters said too. I don't know. Uh, well, taxation and slavery. We know. Quote: that. We want to see a reconciliation bill that shows the working families of this country that government can and must work for them with their money. With their money, he said that referring to this and how the pathway Democrats will use to approve a bill with only a simple majority skirting Republicans. He added that the package Democrats are drafting could be among the most transformative since the New Deal era. So I don't know if he's talking about putting Japanese into internment camps or not, or what he's talking about. But guys, if they have the money, this is the this is the great new New Deal mm-hmm. deal. It's the it's the Green New Deal. It's yeah, exactly. Quote: What we are trying to do is transformative. He said the legislation that the president and I are supporting will go further to improve the lives of working people than any legislation since the 1930s, assuming, assuming that the New Deal transformed people's lives for the better. I like that he even skipped over, say, uh, I don't know, like civil rights legislation, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that could have transformed the lives of Americans. Uh, uh, I don't know. Seems weird. Over the weekend, Sanders told the New York Times he's pressing for a party-line infrastructure package topping $3 trillion that includes housing, climate, childcare, and paid leave, among other new initiatives. Some Democrats... Some Dem- I like how you have the next story in here, because that's yep. what we're going to talk about yeah, next. That was on purpose. <laughs> Some Democrats weren't ready to throw their support behind the hefty price tag pitched by Sanders. Quote, depends on what it's spent for and how it's paid for. Senator John Tester of Montana. Senator Chris Coons of Delaware said, I'm very focused on getting the text to the infrastructure bill. He said, what matters more, this is uh, Nate highlighted this in bold quote, what matters more than the price tag to me is the contents and the details. Weird. What matters more than the price tag is what's in it. Doesn't matter how much it costs. No. Let's figure out what's in it. Why stop at 3.5 trillion? Exactly. It's, we we don't really improve lives. What's, what's wrong with a hundred trillion? Why not spend more? Why stop there? If the more money the government spends, the more improvement we see in people's lives. It works in L.A. Mm-hmm. Quote, to me, it's much more important to try to determine what's in the package than to start at a top line and work backwards, Senator Agnes King of Maine said, an independent who caucuses with Democrats. I'd rather say these, these are the things the country needs, and that's the way I'm going to approach it. 
So don't think about the price. Doesn't matter. Think about what it says it will do. And mm-hmm. the name is probably the most important part because that's obviously what it's going to do. Right. Yeah. The Saving America improve, Act. Improve the Lives of Americans Act. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to improve the lives of Americans? Yeah, obviously you want to hinder Jeez. them. Jeez. So that oh. would be fun. And, you know, as if all this money we've already spent um, doesn't have any sort of consequence whatsoever. Mm-mm. There's zero consequences to this type of bill and i have no idea why republicans would be opposed to it now in a completely unrelated piece of news from today from axios consumer prices shot up 0.9 percent in june prices for goods and services excluding food and energy shot up 0.9 percent in june on a month over month basis so that is from may to june prices went up almost one percent According to Core Consumer Price Index reading published Tuesday morning, that's an uptick from May's monthly change of 0.7%. Economists were expecting an increase of 0.4%. and ended up being over twice as much as what the experts thought that it was going to be. On a yearly basis, June prices shot up 5.4% compared to the 5% change in May. So prices are 5.4% higher than, than what they, they were, were in May. And no, than in June of last oh, year. Oh, sorry. And then May was 5% higher than what it was in May of the previous year. Investors largely believe elevated levels of inflation will be transitory. That means they don't think it's going to be long-term. They think it's going to be right now while we're recovering from the pandemic, and then it's magically going to go away after that. That's what all the investors are saying as they're selling their positions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Consumer expectations for inflation over the coming year reach their highest level ever, according to the survey released Monday by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So consumer expectations are that inflation uh, is going to continue. And some random things here. Used car prices continue to account for one-third of the monthly CPI growth last month, as they did in May. So stop buying used cars. Just don't do with it. Mm-hmm. You're, if you have a car, don't get a new car. Then you can completely fix the, the inflation numbers. The category grew 10.5% in June, month over month. Prices shot up 45% year over year. A used car is 45% more expensive than it was a year ago in June. By comparison, new vehicle prices grew 2% last month, the largest one-month increase in 40 years. The largest one-month increase in 40 years. Signs that reopening of the economy was well underway last month. Hotel prices, women's dresses, and raw beef were some of the fastest rising categories. So your hotels, your women's dresses, and meat were mm. some of the fastest rising. Uh, hotels went up 8%. Beef and veal rose 6.4%. Women's dresses went up 5%, up from a 1% increase from April to May. This is obviously sexism towards men because we know that men eat all the beef and the veal and the women buy the dresses. So therefore, the inflation has a disproportionate impact on men. On men. That's from what I can tell right there. That's sad. You know, it's well, I think we're finally putting toxic masculinity in its place. (laughs) Yeah. Where it needs to be. Stop eating beef. Okay, men. Enough barbecues. The thing with the car prices is really nuts. And, you know, I wonder if that's where part of the next crash is going to come from, because there is so much debt in vehicles, and those are assets that, that have hardly any value. Just say 10 years later, they, they lose most of their value. But anyone can get a car right now if they want to. I don't, think, I don't even think you have to have any credit whatsoever. They'll get you a car, mm-hmm. okay? They'll, they'll give you a, a, 
and listen, what I was saying earlier was, what people are out there going and getting new cars. You think that has anything to do with the fact that the government's just been handing out money to people? Like, hey, here you go. We still have a pretty high unemployment rate right now. We got a lot of jobs that haven't been filled, but magically everyone's out there buying new cars. You get a car. And Charlie gets a car. Mm-hmm. Stop buying the freaking cars. <laughs> it's, that's what's so almost like they got an extra uh, five, six hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Something like that. What was it? Six hundred a week for a while? I don't remember. Yeah, so uh Maurice was saying new cars are low inventory, and that is so that can definitely explain a big part of it. People want a new vehicle. They don't want the one they have, or people need a vehicle. You have low inventory because of chip shortages, because of uh, all the things that took place. Production shutdowns. Production shutdowns. Supply chain issues. Supply with uh, getting stuff from China and other places Mm -hmm. in the world. And so we're having a harder time getting stuff. But the used cars, they're here. Okay? So we can already already buy them. In fact, several people are saying that Mm -hmm. the dealership is calling them like, hey, come trade in your your car. Mm -hmm. We'll give you... $30,000 $30,000 more than what it's worth. That's okay? crazy. Because they're selling it for $30,000 more than that. We got ourselves a little tulip bubble happening with used cars right now. I saw somebody said they bought a truck last year for like $35,000 and they, the dealership called them. They, they sold it to back to the dealership for $45,000. Yeah. Because then they're going to turn around and sell it for like fifty-five. dollars <laughs> It's, it's okay. insanity. All right. Absolute insanity. Uh, well, if that wasn't insanity enough, the well, next so, one that Charlie Well, that has. article goes with the before article of Bernie Sanders, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So imagine what happens if we just spend another $3.5 trillion that we don't have. By the way, the entire, US, the entire amount of taxes that we take in is about $3.5 trillion mm-hmm. every and, year. And the entire wealth of all the billionaires in the U.S. is about $4 trillion, mm-hmm. something like that. But the, the wealthy are going to pay for it. It's mm-hmm. not going to be you. You're not going to pay for it. You're not going to pay for it through higher taxes or through inflation. That's not going to happen. Inflation doesn't happen. The rich are going to pay for this. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. Jeff Bezos is going to sign a check as soon as he gets back from kind of space. And he's, and you're not going to have to pay for anything. It's weird. You see all these rich people buying land and hard assets, you know, isn't that, isn't that to something? I I wonder why they're doing that. Um, one thing Joe just brought up, we should mention this. That is a good point, Joe. Um, that we are talking about used car prices from last year, and there was a lot lower demand for stuff like this at this time last year. So I don't have the year before that. So that's a good point. We will mention that because we want to mention things like, like cherry picking data and pulling from specific years. And so that is a good point. The, it's, it's in the same way that they talk about how much gas prices are up from last year. Listen, I love to, to throw some shade at Joe Biden anytime I can, but most of the reason that gas prices went up so much from last year is because people weren't driving last year, and, and more people are driving this year. The demand went up. Well, because coronavirus is gone. Yes, it's gone, we errat- except for that Delta-Lambda variant that we got out there. Mm-hmm. That one's yeah. killing everyone, from what I can tell. We're just waiting for the, the sleazy DZs next. Yeah to come and eradicate everyone if we get the omega variant i'm out i might get <laughs> that's, that's it i might get the vaccine then who knows what about the alpha alpha and omega well, alpha's fine that's the beginning that's it's the, beginning. the end i don't want it's the, the end, end. <laughs> that's what you don't want yeah all right so next up here is uh from reason switching gears a little bit here 
Um, a Utah woman has been charged with a hate crime for stomping on back the blue sign. A hate crime, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. A 19-year-old Utah woman has been charged with a hate crime for allegedly stomping, allegedly, <laughs> I love how they use this, stomping on a back the blue sign in front of a police officer, the Salt Lake Tribune reports. A Garfield County Sheriff's deputy was conducting a traffic stop at a gas station in, in Utah, at this little town called Panguitch, on Wednesday when he saw the woman stomping on a back the blue sign next to where the traffic stop was conducted, crumple it up in a destructive manner, <laughs> and throw it into a trash can all while smirking in an intimidating manner towards me. Smirking. Quote, due, crime. due to the woman destroying property that did not belong to her in a manner to attempt to intimidate law enforcement, I placed her under arrest, the affidavit says. The allegations are being treated as a hate crime enhanced allegation due to, quote, the demeanor displayed by the woman in attempts to intimidate law enforcement while destroying a pro-law enforcement sign. Oh. The humanity. Oh, the poor, poor officers that saw that sign. Was a sign like a voodoo doll or something? (laughs) Like every time she stomped on it, he felt it. Uh, Ugh. Ugh. Not there. uh, It hurts so bad. The woman has been charged with criminal mischief with a hate crime enhancement as well as disorderly conduct. You see, guys, you see why we talk about hate crimes and all these stupid things that they pass that is just absolutely ridiculous? It can be used against anyone. Now the police are using it against people who hurt their feelings. Yes, that's... That's what this is. They could have simply done something like, okay, so she's destroying property. Okay? So... We could do something about that, maybe disorderly conduct or whatever, or whatever the the show, because it's someone else's property, okay? That sign, someone had to pay for it. They put the labor into writing back the blue on it. So we can discuss that, but now it's a hate crime because it was meant towards, it was meant, it was this hatred towards the police, which the government is now deciding are a protected class of feelings. Yeah, because she had a scowling look on her face, mm. and I bet she was using a condescending tone. Mm. Mm-hmm. the tone the incident is just the latest in a string of instances of police using the hate crime statutes to retaliate against citizens for criticizing or disparaging them a new orleans man was the first person to be charged under the new law for allegedly shouting racial and sexist slurs at police in 2018 police officers in pennsylvania so they're not gonna you're not gonna arrest other people for these types of things we're gonna be re- arresting the people who use hate crimes against police. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when they're most going to notice them. So in Pennsylvania, they charged a black man with an ethnic intimidation for calling them Nazis while he was being arrested. The appeal reported that Pennsylvania law enforcement had charged at least three other residents with hate crimes for making offensive statements to police. As reasons Robbie Soav wrote, such prosecutions are, quote, good evidence that we ought to be skeptical of hate crime laws. Although intended to protect the underprivileged from bigotry and racism, they often permit the government to quell speech that is critical of authority. Imagine that. This is the... And, uh, the uh, to me, the greatest line I think anybody said on this was actually Jordan Peterson, who said, who's going to be determining what hate speech is or what hate crimes are? Hate crimes, hate speech, whatever. Exactly the people you don't want to be determining them. It's such an arbitrary 
line. Oh, it's a BS law anyway. Yes. Hate crimes are ridiculous. If you committed a crime against someone, then that should be a crime. And it should not matter why you did it, because every crime is a hate crime for some reason or another, like what Amanda just said in the group. Okay, it shouldn't matter that your skin is a certain color. It shouldn't matter that you're a certain sex or maybe you're, you're gay or something like that. That doesn't matter. We're treating people as different classes of citizens. We're saying that it's worse to attack people that are a, a specific group than it is to, to attack people of another group. It's insane. Charlie, Charlie left. So it's gone. It's just ridiculous. And now maybe we'll see this coming back to bite the people. Because listen, I'll make the assumption that the person crumbling up the sign might have been on the left side of the political spectrum. Let's make that assumption. If that's not true, then we'll say it's not true. Maybe they were just a libertarian or something like that. But then again, they were destroying someone's personal property. And so we'll assume that they were on the left side of the spectrum. So now these laws are coming back to bite people who think they're only going to be used to protect minorities from people saying or doing hateful things towards them. But in fact, now it's being used against you protesting the police. It's weird how the state always wins. They always, it is. No, no matter what happens, you create something to protect a certain group of people. No matter what you do, the state comes out on top. They always do. They find a way to have more power and authority and to take rights away from everyone. That's why they're so willing to pass these things. Yeah. Just imagine that. The Supreme Court has held up many times that this is none of this will ever stand. It, it won't if you have the money to fight it yeah. up to the Supreme Court. I mean, it's, it's, you could say whatever you want to a cop. I can tell him to, to piss off, to F off, whatever I want to say, because mm -hmm. it's, it's called freedom of speech. So none, none of these things will hold up when they get, hopefully they get challenged. Um, but this is the danger, folks. It's always the danger. That Always. There and was a guy here in Tennessee that was charged with a hate crime because he posted a photo on social media of him peeing, urine, relieving himself on the grave of a police officer. Now, it was a doctored photo, and it was fairly obvious that it was a, he was not actually peeing on the grave of a police officer. And I don't know if that would have mattered. I think that would be a property rights violation, maybe, for whoever owns the property, but... I don't know how that works out at cemeteries, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, probably get peed on by animals all the time. Okay. <laughs> but you posted something on social media. You're going to prosecute this. <clears throat> you're going to prosecute Bambi? And he, he posted something on social media and he was charged with a hate crime. Now, that was later dropped after a civil rights lawsuit uh, went, was, uh, was started. But there's some money to try and get those charges dropped. It was a ridiculous situation. Yeah. Posting something on social media. Are you doing this? That's insane. Oh, loud. Now, of course, I, I don't think you should be hateful. Yeah. I really don't. Like, I, I think you should be nice to people. I, I, I truly believe that. I think you should be a decent human being. Uh, that's, what, that's what I would hope most of you are. All of you are. But at the same time, if you want to say something hateful, that's your right to say something hateful. Like, and like you did at the end of our live episode, <laughs> Nate. The last story here, real quick. You know, we talked about how wildfires were racist last week. The sun and temperatures are racist also, just so you know. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure we continue hammering home this narrative. The discrimination with nature is rampant. Mm -hmm. 
Because when Bernie laws, these all tie together because when Bernie wants to spend three point five trillion dollars towards trying to protect, trying to change the climate or stop the climate from changing, whatever whatever that is, uh, when he wants to do that, you need to be able to point to racism. You have to be able to point to Mm -hmm. racism as something uh, the climate is affecting minorities disproportionately. And actually, if you don't support these types of legislation, then you're racist. So from Axios, a study reveals the extraordinary scope of urban heat disparities. Mm. Low-income residents and communities of color in the U.S. face much higher and more dangerous urban heat extremes than people living in richer and whiter city neighborhoods. New peer-reviewed research shows. They actually found some peers to review this. Areas with higher rates of poverty can see summer land surface temperatures up to a whopping 7 degrees higher than the richest areas. The paper is in Earth's future finds. Land surface temperatures. That's pretty important for later. Mm -hmm. We also find that neighborhoods with higher black, Hispanic, and Asian population shares are uh, are hotter than the more white, non-Hispanic areas in each county. Okay? I already know why. The exa- yeah, the, the exact temperature disparity between the census tr- tracts with the most minorities and the most non-Hispanic white census tracts was up to more than five degrees, the study found. <clears throat> Overall, the University of California researchers found statistically significant disparities in summer heat extremes of over 70% of the 1,000 urban counties nationwide, indicating that it is a pervasive feature of the modern American landscape. Hmm. The paper comes in record-setting heat in the western U.S. that shows how climate change is worsening already dangerous temperature extremes. Mm. It shows one of many ways the poor and minorities face greater environmental burdens. Trying to address these gaps is part of the Biden administration's climate policy agenda. This is all supportive of what all of these climate policy agenda are. Would that be plural? I don't know. Mm -hmm. The present, quote, the present environmental injustice here would be expected to beget future environmental injustices because heat is so detrimental to our health and productivity. The authors, however, acknowledge some limitation to the findings. For instance, they note that land surface temperature readings are not precisely the temperatures experienced by urban residents, (laughs) but are nonetheless a good proxy for air temperatures. Okay. this whole study means nothing, but we're going to put, put it out there anyway. They just, they just destroyed the whole thing because they just said <laughs> that land surface temperatures are not precisely the temperatures that are experienced by the urban residents. They, they measure them places that are just concrete, what the temperatures were, the land surface temperatures in areas where it was concrete and areas where it was grass. Exactly. Is what they measured. That's what I was going to say. The reason why they're saying this is because they're basically doing cities versus versus urban versus rural. Yeah. Because urban areas have a higher concentration of minorities than than rural areas do. Yeah. That's why they're do that's that's the whole reason for the disparity. But never mind that. No. And never mind that the that the temperatures aren't precise. Never mind any of that. Never mind that the temperatures, that the temperature data is not precise <laughs> and is not an accurate reading for the temperatures that are experienced by the urban residents. Yeah. It's- Quote, right now, 
Two people living in the same city are experiencing wildly different heat waves from the moment they wake up. The sentence before that said that they are not precisely the temperatures experienced by urban residents. But two people living in the same city are experiencing wildly different heat waves from the from the moment they wake up, said Jeffrey Hoffman. Not while they're sleeping, though. No. No, when, (laughs) When they wake up, chief scientist at the Science Museum of Virginia. Hoffman, he's he's chief scientist at a science museum. So <laughs> Hoffman, who was not, who just came off a tour with the uh, little fifth graders, was not involved in the new study. Said some individuals can adapt through air conditioning and driving a car. Some couple new things that just came out to their workplace instead of an office building. Others have to walk from their poorly ventilated houses through treeless neighborhoods. To exposed bus stops. Hang on, he forgot to say from their poorly government <laughs> ventilated houses. <laughs> what? What? Um, from their poorly ventilated government housing. What we need to do is get all these people umbrellas. They can just carry an umbrella when they're walking through their treeless neighborhood to the uncovered bus stop, and they won't have to worry about the sun hitting them the whole time. It's going to decrease the temperature. Probably mm. take care of the of the temperature gap. But you're not. You're not taking care of the fact that the sun's racist, Nate. Well, I know. Just, this is just a band-aid for the racism yeah. being, exub- but being exub- exuberated. That's true. That's true. You know? I did skip over the whole racist sun thing. That's exactly. Right. Quote, last thing, understanding who is affected by urban heating and what drives exposure disparities is therefore critical for crafting just and effective policy responses, particularly under warming climate conditions. Oh man, how do you? How does one exactly get a grant for this? For this research, you just apply for it. And the, gov- the, way. the government's the one that gives out all the grants. It's like, hey, look, I I want to study um, temperatures that aren't going to matter, and uh, then come out with a paper explaining how the sun's racist, but the mm-hmm. temperatures. I'm going to make sure people know the temperatures don't matter. Here's what's at the core of and what like, you just. Sure, we'll give you the money for that. The core of what you just said was the government is the one giving out the grants. So you go to them and you say, I would like to do a study that will result in you being able to craft policy that gives you more money and power. And then they say, yeah, we'll give you that grant. Mm-hmm. That's, what it, that's the actual that's how it works. root yeah. of that grant application. All we right. live in a strange world, folks, yeah. where uh, not only do we have to deal with, not only do we have to deal with these right-wing extremists that in their racist, bigoted ways, restrictive they're restrictive mm-hmm. they they hate democracy obviously they they're anti-vaxxers they want us to live in a flat cuba like environment yeah they want the united states to tip over <laughs> you know not only do we have to live with that we also have to live with our solar system Ugh. the whole entire thing rooted in racism <laughs> it makes which, you wonder if this whole thing's god, even worth it which means god is racist <laughs> that well I mean, because that's what the right wingers believe. You said it. So, folks, you need to you need to be I don't know praying to Jesus that he can change his dad's ways. You know, <laughs> ask the Son of God if he can change his father's ways for creating this racist environment that we all live in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's it. It seems to me that there's no way out of it. So, as you said, what's what's the point? <laughs> what was is this even we, all worth it? We can't. If the sun itself is racist, how can we fix anything? We're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah. 
All right, guys, if you enjoyed today's show, as I'm sure you did, please share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. Share it with the children. They need to hear this message to let them know that they don't want to grow up to live in this environment. (laughs) (laughs) Stay young forever. Okay? Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, if you think it's worth it, because it is. Sign up on patreon.com slash Liberty to be part of the in-crowd. If you're interested in trading, that's mastermystonks.com. Go check it out. Lots of free stuff on there for you. And if you do all of those things, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.